Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Playmakers. What's up, guys? We are finally here. It's opening day of the NFL season. We have the Bucks playing against the Cowboys tonight, and that means it's time for me to put out my running back rankings for week one of the NFL season. So the way I kind of do my weekly content is on Tuesday and Wednesday, I go through my start sits for quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, and tight ends. I do running backs and wide receivers on Tuesday, quarterbacks and tight ends on Wednesday. And then on Thursday, I go back to the running backs and wide receivers, and I go through my top 30 rankings for that specific week. So, you know, maybe I talked about like three or four of your players as starts. Well, now you'll be able to see my full rankings. So you can kind of figure out which guys you want to start in your lineup, which players I think are going to do better this week. When I'm going through the rankings, I am going to talk about every player, but I'm also going to stop and kind of focus in on some very interesting matchups. You know, maybe I have a player who you think would be ranked much higher, ranked lower. Maybe you think they'd be ranked lower, but they have a great matchup. So they're ranked higher. You know, it could really be anything, but let's just get right into the video. If you guys watch this and you enjoy the content, please just leave a like and subscribe to the channel and let me know your thoughts down below in the comment section. That's really all I ask, but let's get right into it. So here you can see this is RB30 through RB21. And in this group of 10 guys, this is really the range of players in these running back rooms that we're just not quite sure about. We have a lot of players here who are probably going to be splitting carries or they're new kind of leaders of their backfield. And we just don't know how the touches are going to be distributed. So here at number 30, we have Melvin Gordon. I think this is going to be a full-on committee with him and Javante Williams. But I do think at the beginning of the year, at least, Melvin Gordon is going to be the better play out of that backfield. Then at 29 here, I have Trey Sermon. This is a very nice matchup for him this week. I'm going to talk about it later in this video when I go through Raheem Mostert. But I do think Trey Sermon is a viable play this week, even though kind of similar thing with his Broncos backfield. He's kind of like the Javante Williams in this example. He's probably going to be the RB2 at the beginning. If he does break out, it's probably going to be later on in the year. So he is definitely going to be behind Raheem Mostert probably for the first at least few weeks of the season. Then here at 28, I have Ronald Jones. I do think he's going to be the guy who gets the most touches on the ground. He just becomes kind of touchdown dependent in that role because he's probably going to have no receiving upside. I think Giovanni Bernard is going to be the number one receiving back. Then it's going to be Fournette. And then Ronald Jones, I mean, he may have like 20 catches the entire season. That's just not where he's going to see his value. But this could be a decent matchup with the Cowboys. It's probably going to be a high scoring game. So he will have an opportunity to get into the end zone. Then I have Josh Jacobs here at 27. I am not a fan of Josh Jacobs, as many of you guys know. I just really want to see what this split is going to look like between him and Kenyon Drake. They're playing the Ravens, so you know it's not a super ideal matchup for him. I kind of think he's similar to Ronald Jones, where if he gets into the end zone, he's going to end up being a strong start. But if he doesn't, I don't know what that receiving work is going to look like. So for me, he's like a high-end RB3 this week. Then at 26, I have Kareem Hunt. He's going to be the number two behind Nick Chubb, but he's also going to have his own role in this offense. So I think he's a pretty solid flex play or in deeper leagues, you know, a solid RB2. The first guy I'm going to focus in on here for their matchup is going to be DeAndre Swift. And, you know, you may think he should be higher. Dan Campbell did come out and announce that he is going to be ready to play week one. You know, initially he said he was kind of out of shape. You know, he was really struggling to get back from this groin injury, but it seems like he's kind of switched that stance. 
and Swift will be ready to go. And I understand that if you're a Swift owner, this kind of ranking of 25 is probably pretty concerning because he's a player that you drafted likely in round three or round four at the latest. But there are just a lot of factors going against DeAndre Swift this week. Obviously, the injury is concerning, and not only because he may be limited, but because throughout training camp, the door was opened for Jamal Williams to kind of come in and earn some extra touches. I do think both of these running backs are going to be involved on a weekly basis, which is fine. You know, it may limit his ceiling, but I still think, you know, he could be a potential high-end RB2 this year, but it's just not great for week one, especially because they're going against this tough 49ers defense. We remember last year how badly the 49ers were hit by injuries, and they still finished the season allowing the second fewest points per game to running backs. So now that they have that full defense back, it is going to be tough sledding for these Lions backs. And I would just kind of like some reassurance about DeAndre Swift's role in this offense before I feel great, you know, just throwing into my lineup. I do think if you have him, he's probably going to be one of your top two running backs. So you probably do have to, you know, be starting him. That's okay. I would just temper my expectations for week one. After DeAndre Swift, we have Damian Harris here. I think he's going to get a pretty solid role in this game. They're playing the Miami Dolphins. I think this is going to be a game that's dominated by defense and the running backs. So Harris, you know, is a solid RB2 start for me. After that, I have Chase Edmonds, and I am higher on Chase Edmonds than consensus this week. I just think they're going to start him off the season operating as like the workhorse, you know, not one of these crazy guys who's getting every single touch. He's probably going to give up some of the red zone opportunities and early down work, but I still think he's going to be on a very good offense. And so I think he can still be a solid kind of low end RB2 on a weekly basis. Then I have Darrell Henderson. I know some people are kind of concerned about Sony Michelle, but I mean, if Sony Michelle was to have a huge impact, I think it would probably be throughout the season just because he just got into this Rams locker room. Darrell Henderson has been there for years, so I would not shy away from starting Henderson this week. And then we have Gus Edwards. Some people also may be scared off to start Gus Edwards because of the news that the Ravens went out and signed Le'Veon Bell. If I was a Gus Edwards owner, I would not be concerned at all. I think if anything, it's just going to hurt Tyson Williams' value. I do not think Le'Veon Bell is going to compete to be the RB1 in this backfield. We saw him with the Chiefs last year. You know, it's unfortunate, but he didn't look great. He's definitely well out of his prime. So I think Gus Edwards still has this kind of RB1 spot locked down in this Ravens offense. Moving on to RB20 through RB11. Here at number 20, I have Mike Davis. I think he's going to be the workhorse of this Falcons offense. You know, he may not have this crazy high ceiling, but I do think his floor is very secure. And I'd feel solid starting him as like my RB2 or a flex option. Then at number 19 here, I have Raheem Mostert, and we're going to be going back to this Lions 49ers game. These run defenses are polar opposites. I talked about how the 49ers run defense is super solid, which is not good for these Lions backs, but I mean, the Lions are just abysmal. They gave up the most fantasy points to the running back position last season, which obviously is a fantastic sign for these 49ers running backs who already have a very dominant rushing attack. You know, the Niners can go against the defense with a solid rush D and still find success. So I really think they're just going to be dominant this week. And I expect Mostert to be the clear running back one to start the season. So this is a prime, prime, prime matchup for him. I really think he is going to feast this week 
and they're also going to likely have a lead very early on. And so they're probably going to be finishing this game even more run heavy than they normally are. After Mostert, I have Miles Gaskin here at 18. Like I mentioned with Damian Harris, I think this is going to be a game on the offensive side that's dominated by the running backs. I do have Miles Gaskin higher just because he is a three down back. I think he has that potential. It still kind of remains to be seen whether or not the Dolphins feel confident using him that way. But Brian Flores has come out and said that he has much improved his blocking ability and does have that kind of three down back skill set. And he has that receiving upside, which is just something that Damian Harris does not have. So honestly, a mid-tier RB2 for this week. Then at 17, we have David Montgomery. And this is just not an ideal matchup for him. Going against this Rams defense, they're honestly probably going to go down pretty early. So I don't know how much they're going to rely on the run game, especially if it's not super efficient. He's still going to be getting a lot of volume and should be involved in the receiving game since Tariq Cohen is on the pup list. But here with Montgomery, you're probably going to be relying on a touchdown for a big week. And I don't know if that's something I want to do against this Rams defense. I mean, obviously he's going to be in your lineups, but this is just not, you know, the best situation for him this week. Up next here, I have Chris Carson at 16. There's not a ton to say here, just a solid, you know, mid to high end RB2 on a weekly basis. And he's probably always going to be in like this 14 to like 18 range probably throughout the entire season then I have Saquon Barkley at 15 and you know you may be surprised that he's ranked this low especially because it was announced that he's likely going to be playing this Sunday I just highly doubt that he's going to receive a full workload this week I'm going to guess that they're going to ease him back I mean that's what I'd be hoping for if I was a Saquon Barkley owner you don't want him going out week one after an ACL tear and going off for like 25 rush attempts. That is just not what you want to see. And he's kind of been a player who does rely on a lot of touches in his rookie season. You know, that was his best NFL year. He averaged 22 touches a game. And then the next year, his sophomore season, he averaged 21. So if he's somewhere around like 15 touches week one, I just don't think he's going to have the efficiency or the touchdown upside to be a top start at the running back position this week. The Giants offensive line still has a ton of questions, but if you did draft Saquon Barkley, you're starting him 100%. I just think you need to be patient for the first few weeks of the season until he's really able to ramp up you know, his activity in the games. Following Saquon, I have three young running backs back to back to back. We have CEH at 14, Antonio Gibson here at 13, and then Najee Harris at 12. I think all of these guys are very solid starts, you know, either low-end RB2s or high-end RB1s this week. And then I have James Robinson here at number 11. You know, it may surprise some people to see him up this high. After the Travis Etienne injury, his value obviously shot up to like a mid-tier RB2, but I mean, he is ranked here as a low-end RB1 for week one. And that's just because this is a juicy, juicy matchup for him. After the Lions, the Texans gave up the second most fantasy points to running backs last season. And I do expect the Jaguars to be feeding James Robinson in this favorable matchup. He's not gonna have the same opportunity share as he did last season because you do have Carlos Hyde there, but he's still gonna dominate the carries and receptions out of this backfield. And I think this is likely going to be one of the only games this season for the Jaguars where they could potentially have a lead late. They should have control over this game against the Texans. 
I mean, if they don't, then they're going to be in trouble this season, but they're probably going to be in a situation where they can kind of run the ball to run that clock out towards the end of the game, which obviously is going to favor James Robinson. Here we are with our top 10 week one running backs. I have Ezekiel Elliott coming in here at number 10, and I personally view Zeke as a top six fantasy running back this year. I think you can make an argument for him as high as RB5, but this is just a terrible matchup this week. They're playing against the Buccaneers, and this Bucks run defense is just top tier. They gave up the seventh fewest fantasy points per game to their running back position last year, and they were also the only defense in the NFL who didn't give up 1,000 rushing yards on the season. Game script is another very tough factor here for Zeke. Out of all 16 week one matchups, the Bucks are the largest favorite. So that means that if the Bucks are up early, the Cowboys are going to have to be throwing the ball a ton. And so that may lead to less carries for Zeke here in week one. But just don't panic if he struggles this week because this probably is going to be one of his harder matchups throughout the entire season. After Zeke here, the top nine seem to be pretty self-explanatory. You know, Joe Mixon may seem to be a little high, but he has a solid matchup this week. Then Austin Eckler at eight, Jonathan Taylor at seven. I've got Nick Chubb all the way up here at number six. I do think he's going to have a pretty solid game against this Chiefs defense. Then Aaron Jones at five, Derrick Henry at four, Elvin Kamara at three, Cook at two, and McCaffrey at one. I mean, those kind of top four, top five guys are probably going to be up there almost every single week of the season. And that is going to wrap it up for my top 30 running back rankings for week one. If you guys have any questions about start sits, you know, maybe trades, waiver wire, any of that stuff, just comment down below. I'll respond to every single comment. So I'll make sure to get back to you. And then if you want to see my full in-depth rankings, I just opened up a Patreon page. So the link is going to be down below in the caption, but that's all I have for you guys today. You know, if you haven't seen the wide receiver week one rankings, go check it out because that's also going to be up on my channel. And then tomorrow, the tight end and quarterback week one rankings will be out. So stay tuned for those. Thank you for stopping by and I'll see you guys next time.